Welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use the code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Off a high screen, Dorian, kick to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the BSN Rams podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Michael. It is Wednesday afternoon. I am recording this after leaving CSU football practice. Uh, Lots to talk about today. We're going to talk about wide receiver EJ Scott, who returned to practice. I'm going to talk a little bit about the freshmen that I expect to potentially make an impact this fall. And we are going to talk a little bit about Hard Knocks, which premiered last night. That'll be the last thing we talk about on the podcast, so don't worry if you haven't seen it. You don't have to listen to the end of the podcast, so you won't get anything spoiled. But I love Hard Knocks. I think it's a great show, and most football fans keep up with it every year. So it'll just be a nice little thing for us to talk about once a week. But as I said before, we're going to lead with EJ Scott, who returned to practice today. Scott tweeted Tuesday night that he intended on returning to practice Wednesday morning. And then when we were out there, it looked like he was running routes. We didn't get to watch the full contact period, so I'm not sure, you know, how intense he participated today. But he was out there running routes and, and catching balls from the quarterback in the in the period that we got to watch. Scott had off-season wrist surgery. I'm not sure if it was something that he tore or broke, Like, a, but regardless, he had off-season wrist surgery, has not participated yet until today. If you remember in 2017, Scott's freshman season, the coaches were all really hyped on this kid in camp. Um, It was a player that really probably would have played as a true freshman, but he unfortunately suffered a season-ending knee injury, returned last year, Uh, didn't really get to play a whole lot, saw the field in most games, but only caught seven passes, made one start, but that made sense considering, you know, CSU had Ola B.C. Johnson and Preston Williams ahead of him on the depth chart. Now, with kind of depth being a question, I think EJ Scott is a player that, if healthy, could be a huge addition to the lineup. He has 
really incredible speed. That was the thing that I noticed today watching him. He runs really fluid, um, especially for a guy that's, you know, had a knee injury in the past. He doesn't look like it impacted him in the slightest. Uh, had really smooth hands. I mean, I, I have to kind of think back to two years ago because that's really the last time we got to see him consistently with that, that camp from two years ago. He was just making plays all over the field, had really sure hands, ran nice routes, Obviously, has had a couple of years to get familiar with the system, even though it was impacted by injury. I think he's a guy who could potentially be pretty good for the team this year. You, you take EJ, you line him up on the inside, then you take Warren Jackson, place him on the outside, as well as Nate Craig Myers. Uh, those are the two biggest wide receivers on the team. Looking at Nate Craig Myers today, definitely looks like a grown-ass man out there. Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm older than him. Well, yeah, I'm definitely older than him, but he looks like he could be my dad. He has full beard, huge biceps, really developed shoulders, just a big dude. Um, I expect big things from him whenever he ends up being eligible. As we've said before, CSU's still waiting on a waiver. I don't really understand like what circumstances they could really apply for one under, but who knows? There's all kinds of loopholes within the NCAA, so if he gets one, good for him. But EJ in the middle, I think, could be a really a great addition to the wide receiving core. I talked to Justice McCoy, the backup quarterback, the other day. Justice and EJ are extremely close. Justice told me that EJ is probably his best friend on the team. They live together. They hang out all the time. And so here is some quotes from or just some audio from Justice McCoy talking about EJ Scott. You know, I asked Mike the other day, I was like, what does it, what does it speak to Justice's character that even though you guys have brought in other quarterbacks, you know, he hasn't gotten to play yet, but he's still here, he's still working, and he kind of just raved about you as a person. You know, why have you decided to stay? Uh, basically because I, I mean I develop a good relationship with the coaches here so uh, I'm really just it's just up to them if they want to play me or not I still gotta work hard with, at what I do every day uh, make my craft better and everything every day so and then I develop relationships off the field too and everything so is Fort Collins is CSU a special place to you? He said he thinks you just love CSU. You love your teammates. Oh, definitely for sure. I, I mean, I have teammates that that I can't never replace. I never would want to replace them in the first place. So definitely, guys, I would have for friends like after football, after college, and everything. Who are some of your closest friends on the team? Uh, I'll probably say my, my roommates, uh, EJ, EJ Scott, and Jaden Walker. Yeah, EJ. Kind of had some hard luck injury wise. You know, what are you saying to him to help him keep his spirits up during those times? Definitely for sure, keep his head up because he's he's like a, a guy that's like a, a up and down, especially with the injuries and everything. So then, like me being his roommate, I always like trying to keep his, his spirits up by telling him jokes and stuff like that, and make sure he's still in his playbook even though he's hurt and stuff like that. And then like he's always like ever since he's been hurt, like he's been on the sideline, like right next to me, asking me, "Oh, what's the play? Oh, what what?" What play was it like? What, what do I? What would I have on that and stuff like that? So he's definitely, definitely still locked in. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. 
but they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch ale. But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. Thanks again to Justice McCoy for taking the time to talk with me just really about everything, kind of his entire recruiting process, what the last two years have been like, what the future is going to be like for him. So yeah, I I published a feature on Justice McCoy a couple days ago. If you haven't read that yet, definitely go back and read it at bsndenver.com. One of the features that I've really enjoyed writing so far in training camp. They're always fun. It's fun just to get to talk to the guys again after not seeing them for a couple months, but Justice was a great interview. He was really gracious the entire time, Uh, so I just, I really appreciate him taking the time to do so, and I wanted to use some of that audio. Thought it was timely with EJ returning to practice today, and it's just always nice to hear the players you know, speak highly of each other, and I think that's the stuff that most people want to hear. They're tired of all of the, you know, disappointment of last year. It's a new year, new excitement, so we're keeping things positive here in camp, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the freshmen that I think may be able to make an impact for CSU this fall, one of which is Sion Kuroga. I hope that I pronounced his last name right. Sion Kuroga out of Valor Christian High School just down the road. Uh, I guess it's pretty far down the road from Fort Collins, but a local guy. Uh, He can play defensive end or linebacker, was recruited as an athlete. That versatility, I think, was really appealing to the coaching staff. Um, Definitely already has a college body. What I mean by that is most freshmen, they come in and, and they're talented and they're athletic, but they don't look, you know, they don't quite look the part physically uh, once you're, you know, when you've been lifting in a D1 program for a couple of years, you really bulk up. And, but, you know, he's a guy that right now looks like he could go out there and play. John Jancic shouted him out specifically on Media Day. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up being a regular part of the re- defensive rotation this fall, especially because they don't really have a ton of depth, that linebacker. Um, I'm not really sure if they're if they're going to play him more at defensive end or linebacker at this point, but he had 12 sacks, and 23 of his 74 tackles last season were for a loss. So he definitely is a guy who knows how to chase the ball. He's a sure tackler. He's got great strength for a freshman. Look for Sion to possibly play this fall. Uh, another true freshman that may actually end up working his way onto the field is running back Christian Hunter. He, of course, racked up like over 4,000 yards at Kaiser High School in California. He's one of four players ever to do so. He led the country with 55 touchdowns in 2018. You heard that correctly. As a senior in high school, Christian Hunter had 55 touchdowns. He's listed at 5'10", 192 pounds, but I was watching him today, and honestly, he looks like he's closer to 200. Usually, those listings are more on the generous side. Usually, people are are lighter than what they're actually listed at, but 
Hunter is thick, man. He's got big arms. He looks like he could play right away. I mean, we'll see. Obviously, Marcus McElroy is going to be the primary back. Marvin Kinsey has an opportunity to play a decent role in the offense as well. Bobo told us about the other day, first day at pads, Kinsey in the live period took a took a carry 80 yards to the house. So he obviously is incredibly explosive, probably one of the best true athletes on the team. But when I asked about Kinsey on media day, Bobo somewhat jokingly, but also honestly admitted that Kinsey is a guy that's constantly in his doghouse. He's a guy that has to prove he's matured. And then the time that I spent with him the other day, Kinsey claims that this past offseason was really big for him. He feels that he's moved on from some of the stuff that held him back in the past. He definitely was pretty open about how he had some and some struggles after, you know, coming back from his knee injury and just being in a dark place, but he seems to be rejuvenated. The coaches like his effort and practice, so I do think Kinsey will run the ball a lot, but Honestly, I, I feel like this team is going to have to run the football a lot if the offense is going to be successful. Whether the offensive line will be able to hold up for them is still kind of to be determined. We really don't know who the starting five are going to be. These scrimmages that are coming up are going to be significant in determining that, I, sus you know, I would suspect. But it's going to be interesting. Look for Christian Hunter to possibly be that third running back in the mix. Bobo definitely loves to do a running back by committee approach. I think Hunter is a guy that could maybe work his way in there right away. And then finally, I wanted to talk a little bit about the wide receivers. I interviewed Warren Jackson today, and it was the first time actually that I've had a chance to talk to him since fall camp started. He looks massive, man. Like sitting next to him, you can tell he's put on a ton of muscle in the last year. I think he was really slowed down by some nagging injuries last season and it didn't get quite as much coverage with everybody focused on BC and Preston and, you know, tr trying to get to the league. But Warren is a guy who has a ton of talent as a freshman. We obviously saw what he could do down at Alabama. He's going to have to be the leader of the wide receiver group this year. I do think we'll see some other guys work their way into the mix, uh, whether that be, you know, Braylon Scott or, you know, maybe someone like Brendan Fulton, who's incredibly experienced, a redshirt senior, has been in the program longer than any of them, but you're going to need the wide receivers to step up, and I think if CSU is going to have any chance of reaching the postseason, Warren Jackson is going to have to have a big year. He didn't really get a lot of love from the the conference media as far as preseason accolades go. I don't think around the league a whole lot of people are talking about Warren Jackson. They kind of consider this to be a down year for CSU's wide receivers. But, you know, I was talking with Kelly Lyle today, and we both agreed that he's just, he's a gamer. He's one of those guys who he goes out, and when it's time to play football, he's ready. I don't think he's a dude that's going to shine and practice consistently. I'm not saying he doesn't work hard. He does. But they're, they're just certain guys that they, they can only get that true intensity when it's a real game situation. And I think Warren is one of those dudes that can sometimes be difficult, especially with a guy like Bobo who really wants you to practice hard if you're going to have any chance of seeing the field, which is kind of a good way to 
segue into our next topic, which as I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk a little bit about Hard Knocks, which debuted Tuesday night. Uh, but the thing that was interesting, obviously on Hard Knocks, they're not going to show a whole lot of action. It's more behind the scenes and talking than anything. But the NFL, it does not look like they practice nearly as physical or as hard as colleges do, especially right off the bat. I even in when the players are in shorts at the college level, there's a lot of thumping, a lot of hand contact, but there was an incident on Hard Knocks last night where that happened and Gruden looked like he was going to strangle the guy. So just, just interesting to see the difference in how they practice. Obviously, there's a lot of money at stake in the NFL, but interesting nonetheless. We're going to talk a little bit about Hard Knocks after the break. Rams football is back. The wait is over. It's time for fall camp, and we're giving you the best deal that we've run since we went to the free t-shirt format with subscriptions, but it won't last long. Here's the deal. If you use the code GORAMS, you will get our annual package for $34.99, which not only is a $10 discount off our current annual package, but it comes out to $2.91 per month, which is almost 50% off our standard monthly price. But it's not just about the discount. You're also getting a free premium Rams t-shirt, which is a $27 value. You get to have your comments read on this podcast. You get all of our exclusive content on bsndenver.com. And if you don't like reading, but you want the inside details, subscribers get all of our Broncos written stories in audio form, meaning we read all of our written content to you. And then, of course, there's our film reviews, game grades, and just being part of the BSN Rams community. So go to bsndenver.com or download the app and use the promo code GORAMS, all one word, to join the family today. Welcome back, guys. As I teased before the break, we're going to have a little fun and just talk about hard knocks. I thought I'd give you just like four or five bullet points, just some my, some of my thoughts. I wrote it down as I was watching. Uh, just, I don't know, it's camp, it's a long time, we still got a while till the regular season is here, so I figure might as well find something fun to talk about once a week as we get there. So let's just get right started. My first thought is that John Gruden is phenomenal TV. I loved him on Monday Night Football, and I didn't even think he was necessarily a good analyst. I just want to hear John Gruden's opinion on absolutely everything. I want... Like, Hard Knock should just be a camera following John Gruden everywhere he goes for 50 minutes. Give me 50 minutes of John Gruden telling the most obscure stories possible, and then, like, 10 minutes of football action mixed in there. I want to see, like, John Gruden talking to the ball boy and talking about how, like, 15 years ago he had to fill up the footballs, and that was when he was coaching, but that was just part of the process. I want to hear him say spider 2 Y banana no short of 10 times per episode. And I just I just want to hear John Gruden nonstop. He should be mic'd up the entire time. If you're doing hard knocks and John Gruden is a part of it, I don't know why the entire show wouldn't be focused around him. Uh, second, overall, I didn't think it was a particularly exciting episode of hard knocks. It was fine. I enjoyed it. As a football fan, I'm always down for these type of documentaries. I loved 30 for 30s on college football teams. I love anything that follows it. I love the, oh, the I can't remember what it's called. I'm sorry, the Amazon series, All or Nothing. That's what it's called, All or Nothing. 
and I enjoy Hard Knocks a lot. I watch it every year, but I just thought the pace of this first episode was pretty slow. You know, I want the Raiders to be like a constant train wreck. I want Jersey Shore level drama, the Bachelor level drama. I don't watch The Bachelor, but Hard Knocks is kind of my version of that every year where it's just chaos and people yelling at each other, and I love that. So I want more drama, especially with, you know, I want more Vontez Perfect. I don't even think we saw him in the first episode. I want to see Antonio Brown showing up defensive backs, whoever that rookie safety was that pushed the dude down. I want to see more of him. I just want more drama in general and less scripted acting because there were just some really terrible, like, you could tell they were like, all right, we need a scene of John Gruden and Derek Carr having a conversation. And Gruden turns to Carr and he's like, oh, that number 84 we got from Pittsburgh is pretty good. He's probably going to catch some of those, huh, guy? And he's like, you know, Derek Carr's like, oh, yeah, he's such a great receiver coach. How swell it is to be an Oakland Raider, but... I just, I don't know. I wish it was more natural. I suppose I've been watching too much Last Chance U where they probably get more up and personal than the schools would like, but that's what we want. We want the inside look at the team. We don't want scripted conversations between John Gruden and Derek Carr about how swell it is to have Antonio Brown in Oakland. It was a it was a bummer that Ronald Ollie got cut like 10 minutes into the episode. It doesn't really seem like he's prepared for the league at all, but he's just a dude that I'm rooting for personally. He's got a great personality. I loved him on Last Chance U, but you could kind of get that sense the minute that, you know, he was like, I can't play. My Achilles is flaring up, and maybe it was. That's the harsh reality of the business, though, if you're not playing. You're of no use to the team, so not surprising that they cut the cord with him. I He may get another chance just with some name recognition, but kind of seems like Ronald Ollie is not an NFL defensive lineman, so that's a bummer, but we'll see what happens with him. Uh, moving on, it was hilarious that they decided to show G-Eazy on the sideline. Even more surprising that the players were genuinely excited to see G-Eazy, I saw g Easy at the Ogden when I was like 18 years old. I don't recommend looking up his discography. It's not good. He's he's everything you probably think he is when you hear the name g Easy. but funny to see him. He's an Oakland dude, so probably cool for him to be there. I get it. But the other surprise appearance from a celebrity, Guy Fieri, who also is a Bay guy, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but he was there, claimed that he wanted to cook for the team, apparently has done so in the past. I'm not sure there's ever been a more awkward celebrity duo on any TV show than Guy Fieri and g Easy. But yeah, shout out to the Raiders bringing out the A-listers, apparently. Anyways, it's it's going to be a long season. I'm sure they'll bring us more drama as they progress. They're not going to give it all away episode one. They kind of got to build up to it. But I'll be interested to see how the season plays out. I want to see more of John Gruden. I want to see what happens with Antonio Brown's nasty feet, which were apparently like injured in one of those chamber things where you freeze yourself. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty uneventful episode overall. 
Ronald Ali getting cut was probably the most drama, other than like a couple of shoves between Luke Wilson and the rookie safety. But anyways, we'll be talking about it. We'll be talking a lot more CSU football in the coming days as we get into camp. The first scrimmage is on Saturday. We're going to get to talk to players after the scrimmage, which is something that in all of the years that I've been around the team has not been allowed. So we don't get to watch the scrimmage, but we at least get to talk to them. And that will be big. So definitely keep up with us with it all. Subscribe to BSN Denver. Thanks for listening, guys.